That's right. Welcome in. Welcome back, folks, to a five specific position groups. You should be watching closely in the blue and gold game edition of the always Irish show. Happy to be here. Happy to have you here. Obviously, the program is on the website known as YouTube. And subscribe if you haven't yet. Give the video a thumbs up. That helps me as well. Notifications on. And you and I both know why. That way you're alerted every time a new episode drops. You don't want to miss it. I know that. Twitter. Search bar. Always Irish. Rat. Always Irish. Hey, emails. Always Irish. ND at gmail.com. Audio only. Anywhere you want me, you can get me. Colin line. 312-988-15. You tell Johnny all you've heard and seen. Fighting Irish Wire. Doop, boop, boop, boop. You type it in the machine. Information about Notre Dame comes out and then you read it. Okay. So it's finally here. The game, the biggest game week that we're going to have in five months. It's here. It's here. Ah, oh, just a friendly reminder. You're all welcome to the always Irish blue and gold tailgate party. I know a lot of the people that have already said they're going to be there. And I'm not trying to build this up and then disappoint people. It's going to be a fun group. It's going to be a lively group. And I don't think that should surprise you that if I end up with 30 or 40 people around that they're, they're more lively uh, just given kind of the way I operate, you're all invited. And I'll say what I said again. If you're a troll and you don't like me or whatever, special invitation to you. Come say I crack a lid and it'll all be good, okay? Everybody's invited. Stadium lot, 9 to 9.30. Look for a white, always Irish flag. Or look for me waving my arms in the parking lot and dancing and singing and talking to people. Who knows what's going to happen? Not me, but it's going to be fun. All right. So really important blue and gold game, as we've discussed, as Freeman recalibrates, retools, and pivots into year two off of all that he learned year one and about to face a year three where college football is going to change forever. So this is a pivotal year. Now, we went over already some of the general, I think I went over the six general big picture things I'm looking for. Now I want to get into the top five position groups I'm zoning in on in Notre Dame Stadium for blue and gold. Number one, quarterback. Quarterbacks. Like, I know that's cliche. And I know it's lame. I don't care. I want to see Notre Dame quarterbacks throw real life passes like other teams do that have way less talent, but their offenses look like they run better than ours. Okay? Let's see some damn action. How about each of them throw some deep balls? Oh my God, I've never seen that before. I am so sick of us being so used to subpar non-elite quarterback play. It poisons your mind. It poisons your mind as a Notre Dame guy when you see how limited we've been in the passing game for like 20 years. 
I mean, I guess there's a couple years in there where the offense was good, what, 2015, whatever. And then we had no defense, so it didn't get us anywhere. But you know what I'm saying. Notre Dame's offense has been handicapped more than my brain is in terms of not being able to throw the ball like a modern, real, top 10 competing team would. And I'm sick of it. Okay? So it's a low bar, but forgive me that it make me feel better to see us actually throw real life passes. It's so annoying that that's where I'm at. I'm not even saying you got to complete them. Try and have both quarterbacks throw the ball down the field. Even just that would be an increase over what I saw last year sitting there. Unbelievable how low this bar is. Number two, wide receiver. Really interesting group. How much will they show in the blue and gold game? To me, I think you need to show a lot. And it isn't so I'm entertained. It's so you know what the hell you got in more of a real live game situation. So, Again, I'm not asking to reveal the entire Ohio State playbook, whatever you're going to run. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying a wide receiver room that has a lot of these year two guys trying to emerge into alphas or uh, who's going to be the number one guy. And then you got these early enrollees that that flash in the practices. I think you gotta, you have an obligation to go out there and see who can play for you early next year. Let's see these guys compete. Let's see Tyree out there in his new role in space. Let's see if Merriweather uh, can ascend to be a number one guy you can rely on. Let me see Rico Flores. Let me see these young guys. So when I say I want to see some action, It isn't just so dumb Johnny feels better in the stands. They got to figure out who can play early. So this this live game action is as close as you're going to get. I got to see some action. And again, I'm sorry. I am not going to this game to see Buckner run around in a red jersey, not throw, and get two-hand touch. That does nothing for anybody. We already know Buckner can run. Let me see the other stuff. Number three, D-line. What does the rotations look like? Who flashes? Who's making plays? Who's getting penetration? Even with the two-hand touch red jersey, who's getting through and making that happen? Okay? And on the flip side... Who are they making it happen against? Just outside my top five position groups was the interior O-line. So if guys are getting that push, I want to see who it's against. O-line didn't make my top five, but it's number six, and it's the interior. It's the only way I see the offense being bad if they have reasonable health, is if the tackles are good, but inside you're weak, and everything collapses in on itself then. If that happens, you're wasting the twin twin towers of tackle terror. So that's on my list. 
So when I say I want to see the D line lit connected to that is the O line. I want to see that inside. That makes me a little nervous, little nervous. Number four linebackers. Here we go again. Here we go again. I don't know what day this is going to release, but there's rumors of a linebacker that everybody wants to see play transferring out of Notre Dame because he ain't getting to play. Maybe that's happened by the time you're seeing this posted. I'm recording it a couple days before releases. Maybe you've already seen that and we've dealt with it elsewhere, but one of the guys everybody wants to see play more is looking maybe to leave. You got that going on. I'm telling you, every day, there's a Notre Dame writer who knows more about X's and O's than I do, and I admit that, that says this group is the strength of the team. I don't care if they were in position 95% of the time last year. The 5% they weren't burned us. You know, it's like, hey, my my parachute opened nine times out of 10, but it didn't the 10th. Doesn't help you anymore. So like, that's my problem. When there was a problem with the linebackers, it was a huge mistake, a game-changing play, just a huge chunk play, a touchdown, whatever, something really bad. So I'm not saying those guys had to be perfect, but when something doesn't go great, it just can't be catastrophic. Some of that I think could be figured out just by adjusting some of the schematics and the calls, what we're calling, who we're having do what and when, because a lot of that did not work last year, especially with blitzes. So those linebackers, I want to see the groupings. I want to see the mix and match. I want to see young guys and old guys together. Just young guys out there sometimes. I want to see it all. Can Maris get a hand on a red jersey on a blitz? I don't know. So people can tell me that group is a strength all they want. It isn't to me till they hold up against Ohio State. Then I'll say they're a strength. As I sit right now, question mark, question mark, okay? Number five group I want to see, secondary. Morrison cannot be the only A-level player back there. And then you think Caleb Williams isn't going to throw to the other side of the field. Like, you can't just have one dude. I need more than one guy. A guy like Caleb Williams will figure out where Morrison is and go to the other side. Who else is going to step up there? All right? There's, it's just too much exposure if it's more sin and question marks. Let's see who steps up. And then, like I said, just missed interior O-line. Assuming reasonable health. The interior O-line being weak is the only way I see this offense not getting a lot better. That's the only way. Because I see plenty of talent everywhere else. Okay? So let's recap. Top five position groups. Quarterbacks throwing the ball. Don't give me Buckner running an option play or or an RPO in a red jersey. That does nothing. 
We already know he's good at that. Work on the stuff he needs to work on. Two wide receivers. Very interesting group with a lot of upside. Who flashes? Let's see the young guys. Let's see the established guys. Somebody become an alpha, become a number one. Merriweather, Colsey, who is it? D-line, what's the rotation? Who flashes? Who's getting the pressure? And then reflexively, who is it on on the offensive side? Number four, linebackers. If it doesn't worry you, God bless you, but it's going to worry me. And then secondary, Morrison can't be your only A guy. You need another one to step up. All right? So what do you think about these groups? What do you think we're going to see out of them? Is there a group you're really concerned about seeing that I didn't mention? I don't know. Let me know. Have a good one. We'll see you at the party.